Welcome back to another episode of Title Talk. I am here, not by myself this time, at 3 a.m. after one beer. I'm here with my good friend, OB Outdoors. What's going on, OB? <laughs> OB Outdoors. Going throwback now. I'm actually outdoors as we speak, too. I'm walking down. There's some weird-looking gray cat looking at me. Kind of a scary little little bastard, there, if I'm being honest. Full of gray cat. <laughs> he's like... Now he's walking over to me and, like, rolling around. But if I go up to him and try to pet him, he, like, tries to bite what a coward. Imagine yeah, biting is. LB Outdoors. The LB Outdoors is who's frequently saving fish and, and all sorts of animals in his creek which is dried up and we're praying for rain for him. But LB Outdoors oh, dude, getting yeah. bit. We're in, we're in stage two drought right now. It's brutal. We haven't had rain in like months, literally. The creek is gone. My little beaver was back the other day, though. He was like looking all cute and fat and chubby. Has that weird tail. But he's cool. I like my little beaver. I miss all my fish and stuff, but... You know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, where do you have, like, the beaver on your depth chart? Like, where are these animals on your depth chart? Who's number one? Who's number two? And who are you like, man, I don't care if they leave tomorrow. If they leave today, I don't care. Where are we sitting <laughs> well, I used at to here? Have, I used to have all these snapping turtles, too, and everything. Like, we had all these cool turtles, and they're all just gone. Like, they would just be right behind my house. I'd go up back. I'd, I had a whole system in the morning where I'd chop up hot dogs, and I bought, like, actual fish food. I'd feed them, and... I like it, it's it's hard to explain. Let's see which one would be last. Huh. I don't Is know. Is there like a weird sounding bird that wakes you up in the morning? Dude, you know what? There is these there's these things back here. You can't hear it now really. I can still hear it a little bit, but like they're this high pitched like and like it's nonstop. It's like this horrible bug that is just so obnoxious and like I'd go back there and my ears would pop. So those bugs can go. Those things suck. We All actually right. don't have a lot of mosquitoes. I would say mosquitoes, but we don't really have many, surprisingly. But it was good to see my beaver back, all my little friends. I used to have the big turtle out back. Oh, man, they're all gone. I, I hope all the turtles are alive. One, one advantage turtles have over fish is that they have legs, and they can just get up and, like, walk to a new pond. <laughs> I, I felt bad for the fish. They just, like, they don't, you know, they just sit there and they just die. It kind of sucks. I Next guess the year, turtles... The turtles are just like the RVs of the nature world. Like they just like go anywhere and just can live anywhere. They just pack up and go, go to a new place. They're like nomads. Whereas everything else is kind of screwed. Like they slowly make their way. We actually had a bunch of baby turtles in the, uh, the road again recently too. They just lay their eggs and these poor little turtles, some of them get run over, but I try to save as many as I can. You know, I guess, uh, what are they called? The alligator snappers are actually pretty rare now. They're like going extinct, sadly. People kill them and stuff, you know. Which brings me to my next topic. Owls aren't real. Whoa. I don't <laughs> think they're ready for that one. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> have you ever seen an owl? Have you, you ever have, actually. Uh, you know what? Owls are just robots created by the government to spy on us. And if you think otherwise, and we've got serious <laughs> issues. <laughs> just looking at look at a video of an owl tilting its head and just explain to me how that's not a camera oh it's it's a camera have you ever seen an old pic of an owl like an, an owl from like a 1970 owl the answer is probably no they're all like new generation owls and you know the old owls back in the day were probably super clanky and big and very not efficient at all i mean and the other thing is is what heightens my conspiracy bryson 
theories is like you're not allowed to kill them. You, you just yeah. can't kill owls. And I'm it's like illegal group. as heck. Yeah, I'm in a group that won't even allow you to take pictures and send them. Because I guess people will try to go to those locations and find them. Well, like, you can take a picture of a bobcat or a bear and send that, but you can't send a picture. I mean, truthfully, it is kind of weird. It probably used to just be, like, six-foot dudes up in a tree with, like, binoculars and, like, fake feathers on just spying on you from – those that the pictures would look like from, like, the 20s. <laughs> it's just, like, big birds sitting in a tree with binoculars. Like, hey, well, how are you doing today? <laughs> I think you're right, man. These owls, we got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of them. We got to figure it out. We can't, you know, we can't, we can't hurt them or anything like that. But we're just know, owls, that we're on to you. You're not deceptive at all anymore. <laughs> we are on to you. All right, LB. Now that we've had our OB outdoors corner, which we all actually love. I mean, I have Jim Corner and OB has Jim Corner, but outdoors corner is kind of better. So let's get into Seahawks Patriots a little bit because LB didn't really get to talk to the talk with me after the game because we were just we had weird schedule and had to be ready and go and I had stuff to do. So LB. Give us like your quick, like Spark Notes Seahawks game. Like, what did you think overall? Overall, I was very happy with the loss, which is unusual. Usually, I'm like punching air and yelling at clouds, but I, I, I was kind of like wicked happy about it. Maybe that's because Cam had a big night, 397 passing yards. He had three touchdowns total, two on the ground again. So. Um, I started off very, very happy that remained for a couple of days. And as the week went on, I started thinking like, maybe I'm too happy, you know, like, cause they could have won the game. You know, if Falk makes a field goal, which, which, uh, his name is censored on the podcast. You'll see that just got bleeped out. Uh, for those of you listening at home, <laughs> the, the name gets bleeped out. Nick bleep. And, uh, you know, he missed a field goal again. He stinks. If I'm not mistaken, he had missed a field goal earlier in the night. I did have my beers during that game, so some things might be a little fuzzy. <laughs> and, um, you know, at the end of that game, if you had made that field goal early in the game, you know, when they're driving down there, they can kick a field goal and, and win the football game, you know. So that's something that kind of crossed my mind. Um, the play call, I don't know how much it was argued about. I know you were okay with it. I, I also was okay with it. Um, at the end there, of course, the last, the last play. I know that there was talk about mismanagement of the clock in terms of, you know, did, did they use their timeout at the wrong time? Um, which I wanted to ask you something. That, that can be the QB as well, can it? Couldn't Cam have called for a timeout at that point on the earlier pass? I mean, he, said the coaches, but I, I've always known the quarterback to have the power to just call that timeout too if he wants. Yeah, the quarterback could definitely call a timeout. Maybe, the, maybe Cam still doesn't, still doesn't have that kind of control. I think he probably does, but... Yeah, maybe they could. Maybe they just made a mistake there. A little timeout mistake. Something I actually didn't even notice in real time because I was just being a casual Pats fan, but watching a game. But yeah, maybe they could have called a timeout, LB. I know. Maybe they could have. And there was definitely bright spots. Bird looked pretty good. He had, I think, six catches, 72 yards. Harry had a career high in both catches and yards. He led the team in targets. Julian Edelman, of course, had a huge night, 169 yards, I think it was. And he is third in the NFL in receiving yards. You know, I thought Cam was excellent. I know you've you've branded it. Uh, did you get the uh, the copyright yet for let Cam Cook? I believe you know that's what? been copyrighted by Brady NFL on Twitter. I don't, I don't know, Obi. I feel like we started that. <laughs> let like Cam we... Cook, and I mean, look, they let him cook, and look what happened. The offense looks spectacular. This is the best offense we've seen since 2018 Now, I mean. 
Last year, the offense, as we all know, wasn't very good. Now, all of a sudden, week one, they if they make a field goal and, you know, if, if again, Nick Bleep missed another field goal week one, um, the Harry fumble, they were really close to a 30-burger. Week two here, we got 30 points. So this offense is honestly looking pretty good overall. Much better than I thought it looked last year. Oh, much better. Very much. I think the floor is higher. The ceiling's higher. Everyone's happy. It's just overall just a much happier vibe with Cam Newton. And I know something, something you used to say last year a lot. You used to say the Patriots never found an identity on offense, and they, they didn't. Truthfully, I mean, they never did. And now you can kind of see an offense that looks like it's forming an identity, and by the end of the year, absolutely will have an identity. Um, Russell Wilson just tore him apart, man. It was ugly. It was ugly. The uh, Gilmore got cooked big time on a play. I know people don't want to admit it. I get it. We love Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year. He's awesome. He's the man. He got beat bad. Had a rough night overall. Um, I'm not sure about the other defensive backs. I know Jones, I thought he had a bad night. The numbers say he actually was really good. Um, I'd imagine Jackson didn't have a great night. I think McCourty had a bad name, had a bad night. Is that, is that right? You shared all the stats. But, I mean, Russell Wilson tore him apart. You don't see much pass rush from this team right now. No, you don't, OB. Maybe they make a trade for a linebacker. Maybe, I think, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Uche. Josh the, Uche? The, yeah, I believe that's it. I think Uche? you're right. Josh, Josh yeah. Uche. And we're gonna t- we'll talk about them here when we talk about the Raiders. But I think there's a couple things Patriots can kind of do. I know Kyle Duggar is a, an option there. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to the defense. But I'll, overall, I think we're both really excited about the Seahawks. There's something else we can talk about, OB, that we, we absolutely love. Our boy, Michael Lombardi, he's a good friend of ours, obviously. Great friend of the podcast, listens every week, religiously, he's told me himself. <laughs> Lombardi says, the Patriots are going to extend Cam. And the rationale is, where are you going to find another quarterback like this? I know they have Jared Stidham, but uh, personally for me, I know I didn't talk about last podcast, but a couple of my friends, I know Spags, you know, he's a Stidham fan too. You know, just maybe hold on to him. You know, he's young. You never know what's going to happen with Cam's health. But I just think Stidham's, I, I guess, to put my finger on it, he's probably weeping right now. And maybe he I just, would say so. Maybe he just gets Stidham off. I mean, he's been inactive for two games in a row. He's the third quarterback on the team. And they're, they're, they're activating Brian Hoyer over them, which last year they told you that they like Stidham better than Brian Hoyer. And this year, all of a sudden, Hoyer is the quarterback. And maybe Stidham's just like more banged up than we think. But he's not on the injury report. But... You know, the Patriots aren't always completely honest about the injury report. Let's be honest about that. But I just think that they, if this continues with Stidham, they need to put him on IR. And once the bye week hits, then they can start realistically talking about Cam. Because I will tell you this, the Patriots have internally discussed a Cam Newton extension. The problem is you don't really know what it looks like right now because, he, of course, he just had probably the best game of his career, one of the best games of his career. Julian Edelman did, too, in Seattle. If he keeps it up, I think our bye week is our bye week, mine, OB's bye week. I think it's week five, OB, <laughs> week six or week five, right? Yep, I believe I, I believe it's week six. Which is not good for, you know, you guys look, watch my uh, bye week post about Super Bowl bye weeks, which I need, I need, to, I need to do that sometime this week. But I think at, during the bye week – They'll probably both sides will come together. And the thing I loved about Cam Newton is he was just like, money doesn't matter. I've made a lot of money, which a lot of guys, you know, say that. But I actually, I actually do believe him this time. You know, he's the thing is, you know, 
Cam's not going to, he's not going to want $10 million a year. He's going to want to be paid like a respectable quarterback, I assume, but he's not going to ask for like an insane amount of money either. And I think that would benefit the Patriots. They have a whole lot of cap space as we all have, you know, said at nauseum at times. A Cam Newton extension just kind of, if he keeps playing like this, makes sense. And for the Patriots, they want to see what it looks like. And during the bye week, both sides will probably get together, and it would not shock me by the bye week if there was a Cam Newton extension. Well, that's something that we absolutely love to hear. It sounded even from his own words. He said, if I keep doing the things that I know I can do and the team wants me to do, it will all work itself out. He sounds like a guy who believes he will be extended to stay. I don't see why he wouldn't want to stay, truthfully. He's looking around, and the Patriots organization, yes, Tom Brady did a lot. I mean, he is the man. He was the man for a very long time. And, yes, he absolutely carried some teams that, um, you know, weren't as good as maybe they, they finished the year. Maybe they finished 14-2, and two and, you know, they're, they're a first-round buyer. They lose a Super Bowl, and, you know, Brady would carry. and one, but, but it wasn't just all Brady. You know, Bill Belichick is a fantastic mind. Um, we talk about the, the Malcolm Butler play where the Patriots were really prepared for that. And just the, all the little things that Cam must be looking around and seeing and seeing this culture. And I'm, I really I like Ron Rivera a lot. You know, I, I really hope that he's doing well. I know that he, he has cancer right now, which, you know, I, I always just I hope he's doing well. I don't want to bash the guy, but, you know, he hasn't been in a locker room or surrounded by coaches like like this. And he's looking around. He's seeing a fantastic organization. Josh McDaniels is putting him in a good place to succeed, as well as Bill Belichick. He's surrounded by great football minds, a fantastic organization. And he has to be thinking, you know, this is this is a great place for me to stay. Now, I think of it like this. Is he willing to take less like Tom Brady? did? You know, Tom Brady, um, people act like, you know, he was making bottom tier money. That's simply not true. He was underpaid, but he also wasn't poor. Um I think the past few years, he was always in the top five, top three of actual money made, you know, but deservedly, deservedly so. And he deserved, you know, we just saw Patrick Mahomes get that mega deal. He deserved that. We all know, you know, Brady deserved every dime. He always deserved more, but he always did take a little less. He never asked for that Patrick Mahomes deal or name, you know, or, or any QB that's always gotten those huge deals. Is Cam going to do the same? And I kind of would say, yeah, if he's going to be paid in that top five bracket, be surrounded by Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, what we all assume is an excellent defense. You know, I know they had a bad night the other night, but I, I don't know why he wouldn't be sitting in that room thinking, boy, I'll take a little bit less. I know I, if I hit free agency, I can get way more. But like you said, he even said he, he's not worried about money at this point in his life. Blessings come in different forms of money, he said. If that all holds true, I think Cam Newton's your quarterback. And there's a lot of people that say, well, he can't really be a franchise quarterback. He's not old. You know, he's 31, I believe. Tom Brady had his best best season up to that point in 07. He was about 30 or 31, the same age as Cam now. It's not outrageous to think that Cam can't be your quarterback for the next five years. I'm not saying they extend him for five years. You know, you give him three, four years here, and you see how he looks at the end of that deal. And, you know, it all works itself out over time. But with how he looked in the pocket the other night, if he can keep evolving in the pocket, keep becoming a better passer, which I think he can. He's a talented guy. He's always been a, a talented individual. If he can keep doing all those things, I see no reason why he can't last in the NFL until he's 38, 39, or maybe he doesn't finish his career here, but I do think he can play longer, especially with the way he's playing right now in the pocket. 
Less hits, my man. Less hits. Oh, we love to see it, OB. Uh, I just posted this tweet, actually, just talking about Cam Newton right now, and it is week two, and maybe, maybe I mean, we're probably going to assume he's not going to pass for almost 400 yards every game, but maybe he like has that explosion like he did in his rookie year or his, fir- his first or second year. But 2020 Cam Newton right now, QBR, which a lot of people like, 71.7, which I think is top 12. Uh, his PFF grade is 5th. 82.8 uh, yards above replacement 11th yards per attempt 8.8 which is really good and that's eighth right now you know a lot of teams in the nfl are not playing defense very well especially not tackling well so like maybe some of this changes as the season progresses no preseason adjusted net yards at attempt 7.76 and you can compare him a guy like big ben he's better than him in all those categories and a lot of people I know, especially on my timeline, we're talking about Big Ben being better than Cam Newton. But then a lot of the interesting things I thought I saw about Cam Newton on PFF LB, which I know you're going you're gonna to absolutely love this, all right? Cam Newton, when not pressured, has a 90 offensive grade PFF. That's elite. 84 pass grade, 86 run grade, 450 yards, 8.5 yards per attempt. Under pressure, he has a 70, almost a 70 PFF grade, which is okay. It's good. Still it's good. Not, yep. It's not yep. great, uh, but 10.2 yards an attempt. Only 10 attempts under pressure. Not blitzed. Here, here's where it gets funny. 95.3 PFF grade. 93.2 pass. <laughs> and he is 10.6 yards an attempt. 382 yards. 36 attempts. And finally, wind blitz, which, you know, maybe the, I'm going to chalk wind blitz up to right now. Cam Newton has not been able to like audible with the line of scrimmage and he's going to get better at this stuff, but his wind blitz grade is 58 and he is 6.3 yards in attempt, 27 attempts, 30 drop back. So I think he'll get better in that area. But if you just look at these, you know, if he can continue, you know, he has, if he continues this, it might be one of his, the best seasons of his career, which previous to this, I would never think that something like this would happen where Cam Newton would come here and, and just keep balling. But if he, if he keeps balling like this, LB, and we're gonna get we're gonna get ready to play this little game where I'm gonna read I'm gonna read you off the top ten PFF quarterbacks and just just tell me if like long term and short term if you'd rather have Cam Newton. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton? <laughs> short term. Boy, that's a good one, man. Long term, I'm taking Cam due to Rogers' age. I think he's 36, right? Short term, he's playing really good football right now. Aaron Rodgers looks really good, but I'm, I'm going to ride with my guy. I'm going to take Cam Newton. All you know, right, I, I think you. he's. I I I, th- I I'm not as high on Harry as others, and you know, I, I think right now Cam is making everybody around him look better. <sighs> Boy, that's a really good one, though. That's that's one of those ones you really have to think about. Short term. Long term, I'm gonna ride with my guy. Long term, no matter what, I'm taking Cam. Short term, it's a certainly a great discussion, especially with how Rogers looks. But I'll take my guy, That's Cameron great. Newton. We love it. We love it. All right, number two, we can go ahead and skip because he's the best quarterback in the league, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I think we. I'm sorry, Cam. I'm taking. Yeah, we're taking Wilson. I think for both, right? Number three, Jared Goff. Cam Newton, long and short, all day. Same here. Oh, this is the fun one. This is going to get people mad. Number four, Tom Brady. 
short term and long term, you got to go with Cam because we saw Brady in this offense last year. It just doesn't really suit his needs at this point in his career. Long term, I think we all kind of know Brady's probably going to retire after 2021. But who knows, right? I mean, if he keeps, if he still plays at a pretty good level, like maybe he does stick around longer. Who knows, right? Um, but yeah, I think I'd take Cam for both. I think we've seen Brady on a similar. Uh, with these same guys, he didn't look like this last year. The offense looks more explosive right now. It looks better with Cam. It really does. And that's no knock on Tom. We love Tom Brady, good friend of the podcast, of course. I know you talk to him often. Uh, boy, that's a good one. But I'm, I'd say Cam for both. How about you? I'm, so far, I'm, we're, all, we're all agreeing with everything here. But Tom Brady, he posted that W video the other day. I'm breaking up with him. It's over. I'm done. Oh, man, that's tough. You know? It's it's tough to see all this and just see him in another uniform. And I thought he played really well the other day. What I've noticed about Brady is he doesn't put together four quarters like he used to because he looked so good in that first half, you know, just on the dot of everything, man. And I think he had drops or else he would have been like perfect. And uh, the second half, they dropped some touchdowns and that's no knock on Tom, but he had that bad interception in the third quarter. It's just it's just a weird thing. He, he'll he give you three three quarters of really good football and then kind of have a quarter where he doesn't look like the same guy. It's, it's an unusual thing that I've kind of noticed. Going back to maybe 2018, he had that insane first half versus Miami. Second half, they shut him down and Patriots lose with Gronk at safety. Love it. Love it. Uh, yep, I agree <laughs> yeah, with you there. Gronk at safety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And now look, looking back, looking back at, yeah, I know Lombardi was saying Gronk was watched in 2018. And I finally came to grips. He was watching 2018. But, yeah, Gronk's watch. We, we can go ahead and say that. Number five is actually Cam Newton. So that's awesome. Number six is <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oof. You got to take Lamar for both, right? Because uh, he's younger. Um, he's really, I, I think he's really improving as a passer. I think he's an underrated passer, too. Um, I know you said a couple of off seasons ago they wanted to take Lamar, but they didn't want to rehaul their offense in the manner that they're kind of doing right now. But that's, that's I think I think if I'm if I'm being yeah yeah you know so I think I'd have to take Lamar in that in this situation, right? I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to take Cam Newton this year and Lamar Jackson long term because Lamar Jackson it's, it's it's his third year is or is it second year in the system? Third year, right? Third year in the system. Uh, they completely. They completely designed the offense completely around him, and they've made yep. sure every step of the way that he's been able to succeed, which is a very good thing, what you should do with your quarterback. But Cam Newton just got here June 28th, and his weapons are, eh, Ryan is a starting tight end. So I think this year, I think Cam Newton's going to have maybe not statistically a better year because weapons are a little bit worse. But I'm going to take Cam this year, Lamar, long term. That's very fair. I think that's very fair. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. What a a heel turn we've had. What a heel turn. Let's go on to Dak Prescott. (laughs) I think I'd take Cam. I like Dak a lot, by the way. I do. Um, But Dak does have have nice – he has a good running game in Dallas. He has, you know, what they always say is the best offensive line in football. Um, You know, he has some good wide receivers in Gallup and Cooper. So I, I think I'd give the nod to Cam. I think I'd take Cam short and long term. Because I do believe Cam can give you five good years here, the way he looks. Stay healthy, keep evolving in the pocket. I don't see why he can't give you five good years here, you know? I'm going to go ahead and totally agree with you. And the next one, we're probably going to totally agree with me. Phil Rivers, I think we both think he's kind of, eh. I mean, he's played well as of late. He is the eighth PFF quarterback. Phil Rivers or Cam Newton? 
Oh, I'm taking Cam. Yeah, all day, short, long. I'm not. I'm surprised to hear Rivers is ranked that high. Truthfully, but yeah, absolutely, Cam Newton, right? Oh yeah, I agree. And this one, next one is going to be hard, for, especially for me, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. that's tough for me too. Oh yeah, BC guy. I think I'm taking Matt Ryan in both. <laughs> I just love Matt Ryan. Yeah, I know he has help too. He has great weapons. His coaching just stinks. And I just loved him at BC. Oh man, that's that's a, such a tough one. That's a good one. This is like the Rogers one too. Um, how old is Matt Ryan? I 32, off the 32? top of my head, I think he's thirty four, thirty five. So he is getting up there. Let me check real quick. Google is our friend. Matt it is. Ryan, age. He is thirty five. Wow, he boy at that time. Does time fly, man? I remember watching him at Boston College and. Got BC all the way up to, I think Mikey corrected me and said they were up to second in the country, which is a huge deal around here for Boston College. Um, At 35, you know what? Let me switch it up. Let me say I'll take Matt Ryan short term, but I'll take Cam Newton long term. Not a bad choice. I'm not going to disagree wholly there, but I'm just going to go ahead and take Matt Ryan because I love him very much. And I feel like he's he's been healthy enough, and if I'm going to nitpick – Maybe Camden gets hurt at some point. I hope I'm not just knocking on wood as hard as I can. I don't know if you can hear me, but Cam Newton's health compared to Matt Ryan's, I'm gonna take Matt Ryan. But I think I, you're not wrong for what you said. Definitely number ten is is hilarious. Josh Allen. Oh boy, and he's played fantastic this year. I cannot, you know, I I, I have said all along I didn't think the Bills had a real shot because I thought he sucked. He's been great. He has lit the NFL on fire. I'm surprised to hear he's down so low. So he's 10th? He is 10th. Of course, I'm going to take my guy. I'm going to take Cam. Um, Cameron Jarrell Newton. I'll take him over over Josh Allen. But, I mean, don't, no disrespect to Josh because he has played much better than I ever would have thought. Excuse the motorcycle driving by. As you guys know, yeah, LB Outdoors is outdoors. <laughs> so, LB, we just went through the top 10. And I'll give you a couple bonus ones after this. So out of the yeah, top ten PFFs, yeah. after the top ten PFFs, we for sure are just like we are for sure only taking Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. So to put it in context, Cam Newton might have a top five quarterback year this year, and, and wouldn't shock me at all. Mm. He's on he's on the projection right now, and for for bonus picks purposes. Yeah, I think both of us are probably going to take Pat Mahomes over him, which he's 11th right now. How about yep. – let me find another one that's really interesting. All right. How about Baker Mayfield? Oh, yeah, I'm taking Cam. I don't even think twice. I hate Baker <laughs> Mayfield. A, yep. I just here's, think he's an interesting name. Here's two good ones for you. How about – would you take Jimmy G or Kyler Murray, either one of them, or would you take Oof. Cam? I'd have to strongly consider uh, Kyler. I would. Age, he's a small guy, so it's like you can't even really hit him. Sometimes we've seen with big guys like Cam, Gronk, they're almost easier to hit, you know what I mean, in the sense that they're so big and strong. Uh, Kyler, I think I would take short and long term. No disrespect to Cam, but Kyler, I loved him at Oklahoma. He's the way he's looked here in his first two years in the NFL. He's been amazing. I have the feeling that he's going to be a pretty healthy guy throughout his career. I base that on absolutely nothing. He just seems hard to hit. You know, he's so small and compact. It's like you can't really hit him. You can't get a good lick on the guy. 
You know, I, I love Kyler. I think I'd have to go with Kyler. Yeah, I think but I'm going to agree. I think I'm going to agree, but the fact that we just went through the top 10 quarterbacks and I picked out a couple others that were really tough and we picked Cam on a lot of them. Granted, we are kind of homers, LB, because we just know more a lot about them. But I think we're kind of objective. I think especially we're just kind of objective here. And I think I think that going forward, you know, Big Ben, we'd both take Cam, I'm going to say, this year and long term. All these guys. Yeah, it's just Cam Newton's projection from where we thought he would be to right now. It's just incredible. Shout out to Cam Newton. That Cam Newton extension is going to slap during the bye week. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think the two sides will definitely talk about it during that. And I'm really happy about it. That LB, that kind of takes us into the next thing, uh, Patriots news-wise. I don't know if it's Patriots news, but I know last year I was told that Edelman was dealing with a lot more than we heard. And I think this year, especially, I know he threw his helmet one day in practice and was banged up and has been just kind of banged up. He's 34 years old. He takes just a lot of hits and he's a madman. We all know what he does on the part return team. When someone else tries to part return, we talk about on this podcast, finding that helmet. He just threw because he, you know, pulled a hammy. He's finding that helmet and he's pulling the other hammy to just sprinting onto the field. To make sure nobody gets that job back. (laughs) I mean, I'm not reporting this LB, but I'm just going to tell you, I heard in the locker room, when Bird had that first punt return, at halftime, Edelman was in the locker room in his face with maybe some sort of weapon. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so uh, just to let you know how crazy of a man Jordan Edelman is. So Jordan Edelman's kind of looking banged up a little bit. And I think at first they were trying to monitor his snaps. But then as you just play these games, it's like, man, you know, these games are inches and feet. And we need Julian Edelman out there. And I yep. just, you know, I know. You know, I'm not going to say our good friend, but our friend Evan Lazar is just, you know, he's become Dave Brown, which is fine. You know, that's a corner you got to have which where you hate weapons and you're fine with the guys on the team. And, you know, it is – I understand it's hard to look these guys in the face and every day and tell them, you know, you, you're tweeting about Odell Beckham and all sorts of guys and maybe they feel some sort of way about that. But in my opinion, another reason to trade for – you know, a guy like OBJ. Zach Ertz has been available for a while. He's a good tight end if you want to pay him. I don't know. Patriots have all this money. If you want to trade for someone like this, it just it just lets you monitor Edelman's snaps and you give him the Gronk treatment going forward because that's what he is right now. And you've said it. He's mini Gronk. He's been banged up. And I just think that if you trade for one of these guys, it helps Nikhil Harry, the trickle-down effect. It helps Jacoby Myers doesn't play as many snaps. And you know, Cam has a good rapport with Bird right now, and he's made us look stupid after week one. We called him, I called him <laughs> Philip Dorsett 2.0. But congratulations <laughs> to him. He, he contributed to the team. I'm very happy about it. I mean, good Lord. He made he some plays good. along the sidelines, man, you know, and that's all you can ask. They're going to they're gonna want to make some of those easy dump-offs on the outside. Well, not really easy, but it's hard to defend. They want guys like that. Dorsett could never get open on those, and Bird already did it a few times in one game. You know, he had, Dorsett was the fastest slow guy ever. He would just stick to defenders. Bird actually made some plays. I, I was really happy to see what Bird. And in his last five games, Bird has had like three really solid football games. He had one game where he had one catch, 11 yards. This, of course, goes back to his time in Arizona last year. But he might be coming along. He might actually end up being a pretty good player. But, you know, like you said, man, if you can add somebody – it just does so much. And, and Edelman had that monster game the other night, but can't be ignored. I think on one play, he didn't actually make the block. He didn't make much of an attempt to make the block because he was limping around. And, you know, this guy limping around already is never a good sign. He's just such a hard guy to see going 16 games just the way he plays, you know. 
he's balls to the wall and he really is mini Gronk. This is the way he plays. Um, he, he, you know, he's one of those guys after every play kind of gets up hobbled, very similar to what Gronk became where after every play, you're kind of holding your breath and you're like, Oh, he's limping. And you never know how serious it's going to be because he's had some like Gronk. He has had some serious injuries. He broke his wrist in 2009. He actually played Welker had gotten hurt. Um, so Edelman replaced him. He, you know, he breaks his wrist in that final game. He plays with a cast on it. So he's a tough guy. We know he's had the, the knee injury and last year he had ribs, shoulders. He had the, you know, you name it. He had it. I'm totally with you, man. It's not even necessarily a knock. I know Cam defended all of his wide receivers. He said all the help they need is in that locker room. Great attitude to have. We love to hear that. But at the same time, you know, looking at it, truthfully and it's not even necessarily a knock on these guys but like you said man if you can get Edelman off the field a little bit it's a great thing and the guy that you named that maybe we should talk about more is Zach Hurts why not pay him you paid two tight ends good money not just once but twice they they paid Gronk biggest deal ever we talked about it last week biggest deal ever a month later they paid Hernandez an even bigger deal um 2016 they paid Gronk, you know, he was still making all that money. Martellus Bennett made good money that year. They, they're willing, they've been willing in the past to pay two tight ends. Why can't, why not throw money at Zach Ertz? We don't know what ACAC is going to be or what Keen's going to be. We haven't really seen these guys yet. But if you can trade for a guy like Zach Ertz, why not trade for him and extend him? You've, you've shown the willingness to pay tight ends. Why not pay Zach Ertz, man? Imagine that guy in this offense. Mike, it would be scary. See, this is where you're wrong, LB. The Patriots have all this cap space Patriots fans have been bragging about for months now. And now that, that it's time to pay players, oh, wait, well, you know, they're not going to pay that guy. They're not <laughs> well, going to pay I, this guy. And I Cam, and Cam is also willing to, sorry, LB, but Cam is no, no, like, also willing to go take less, apparently. So now you have a quarterback on a lesser deal and gives you some money to pay someone else, Allen Robinson, OBJ, Zach Ertz. Why do we have all these? Why do, we, why do LB and I have all this money that we ha- we need to spend, and now we're not willing to spend all of someone else's money? How come? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've seen people get on the Chiefs and say, oh, they paid all these guys. They shouldn't have done. Well, why not? If, if you're an NFL team and you can have Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the, the defense, uh, Chris Jones, and you, and you can have all these guys and you can lock all these guys up long term. I, I can't. I have a hard time sitting here telling you the Chiefs are stupid for signing three incredible players that arguably are the best. They're all the all three of them. You can make a great argument. They're the they're the best at their position. So I mean, you can't say they're stupid for paying three great players. I, I think every fan base should want that. I think Patriots fans should want that. I mean, look, what are we going to do with the money? They can have a hundred million in cap space next year. Why not spend some of it on Zach Ertz at OBJ? Oh, well, they're not that good. Look, <laughs> it's better than what they have, and it's not my money. Exactly, LB. And, you know, the thing is, like I just said, seeing Julian Edelman in practice just look not good because I know Julian Edelman very well. I've seen a lot. He just looks kind of frustrated. So let's we're just going to grind the OBJ, Zach Ertz. And we need to, as Patriots fans, we need to watch these games. They're going to play the Washington football team this Sunday, I believe. And I think they're favored by seven. And, you know, last week, they, we know they went on a good date. OBJ and Baker Mayfield, but maybe they start to go for the come down and we got to watch these games and, and pray that OBJ gets into a fight with the kicking net again. And Bill Belichick is coming in to, to sweep him up. Let's step it up a notch. Let's just have him fight the kicker. 
Let's have him just fight have Baker. Fight just fight Baker <laughs> in midfield. On the field. <laughs> well, look at uh, AB. Look at the stuff he said to his GM last year. I won't say it, say it on here because some of it's offensive, but if that's what it takes to get OBJ to the Patriots and go nuts, you know, I'm all for it. Fight the kicker, fight the coach, fight the GM, anything you got to do to become a New England Patriot. Yep. I'm, I'm with you, LB. I'm all the way with you here. We need a, we need a Cam Newton extension, a trade for a weapon, and they're all set and ready for a Super Bowl run. And I'd be very happy about that. And I, I know you would too. And with that, LB, we can just go ahead and start about the Las Vegas Raiders who play the Patriots this Sunday at 1 in the Raiders' new stadium. The Raiders are 2-0 and now, and LB loves that, and we love that. Bill Belichick loves that. And on Wednesday in this presser, he's... Just, I think he's, he's given the he's given the appearance to his team that it's a it's a hard work week and it's going to be a long season. I think that's kind of why he showed up like that. Bill Belichick really doesn't. I don't think he does anything on accident. You know, I don't think he just walked off the treadmill and he usually looks likes to look good for pressers, in my opinion. He's wearing a ripped up sweater that he probably ripped up himself. Just you know, you know we you know we got to show these guys. The, the memes write themselves. You know he he looked homeless. Oh, by the way, like you said, he doesn't he doesn't do anything by accident. The day before, Cam said he'd have if everything takes care of itself, he'd have enough money to dress himself and Bill Belichick. He specifically said Bill Belichick by name. By the way, I know some people called it a reach, but I still find it hilarious that he said he had the you know he could dress Bill Belichick, and literally the next day, Bill Belichick comes out looking like that. Yeah, I know. Do you love it? <laughs> <laughs> we do. And, you know, maybe I know uh, Nate made a good point. You know, his his mother just passed away and all that. And, you know, maybe he hasn't been. Time might be a little bit more more scarce at the moment. You know, dealing with something that serious in your life, the passing of your mother. Um, so it could be related to that. We know that Bill eats, sleeps, drinks football. So do you do you, you believe it was calculated, though? You believe he showed up looking homeless? You, you think it was a calculated thing on his part? Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, he did this on purpose. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he kind of probably did this on purpose. I mean, how, how do you get your sweater that hold up if, like, you don't actually do it? On, I mean, how, really? Really? People, I mean, I've had shirts from 10 years ago from high school. Or 11 years ago, 12 years ago, that I might still wear. I don't put holes in them. And I wear, I mean, gym shirts, whatever like that. I got crappy shirts, too. I mean, and these are like shirts that he wore in Super Bowl 52. And now they have holes in it. Bill, how do, how do these shirts get holes in them? Just explain to me that. This is, this is where I don't believe the this is on accident thing. Because please, everyone, walk into your closet right now and show me one of your oldest sweatshirts or sweaters. And please, tell me how many holes there are. I, I mean, let's bring up the picture of Belichick right now just look at it right now if you're a Patriots fan at home it has I'm gonna count the holes in it LB and I have shirts with holes in them but they gotta be there they, they're already there he's got one huge hole with his collar two huge hole on the other side of his collar and one two three four five six seven eight nine ten small holes okay they're about Bill there's no way Bill absolutely went until I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut this thing up. Let me show these guys we're working hard out here. And he, I mean, Bill, come on, really. I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. I mean, I know he didn't say anything, but I don't believe that Bill Belichick did this on accident, OB. I mean, seriously. I know, said, uh, I know you said Super Bowl 52, but we might he might have had that thing since, like, Super Bowl 36. I mean, we're talking. That thing is beat on. And, and like you said, maybe it's a sending message. We're here to work. We're here to. 
<laughs> on the flip side, you have Cam dressed as like the nicest, you know what I mean? He wears, he has his own style. And then you have Bill's style, which is literally the polar opposite. And all those holes, it, one hole for every win, I guess. How many holes did you count there? 12, 13? So he's just going I mean, for one hole for every win. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just way too many holes. I'm suspicious. This is like... <laughs> This is like a crime scene, and you just like work yourself backwards. How did we get this many holes, Bill? What were you doing that you have so many <laughs> holes in your shirt? I want to know. Who was grabbing a hold of you? Was Linda upset? Do we have something else to be concerned about? What, did Nike Belichick do this? I don't know, but it's it's really concerning to me, LB. <laughs> it's concerning. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe it was a message we're here to work, you know, that we know how Bill is after uh, – Losses, they call it Hell Week, and the, you know this is a pretty brand new football team. A lot of young guys on there, a lot of um, new leaders. So maybe it is a calculated thing on his part, letting them know we are here to work. This is not a, a fashion show. We're here to we're here to grind, and I can't think of a more grinded out type hoodie than that. Exactly, we absolutely love it. Let's get into some the Raiders PFF grades here. This is a good way to. Maybe, you know, confirm what you're seeing with your eyes. I think the Raiders, I don't I don't think much of the Saints anymore. And I think they played, the Raiders played the, did they play the Dolphins? They didn't play the Dolphins, LB. They played the, they played another really crappy team. Who did they play? I watched the game yesterday. I think it was the, are you, are you talking Raiders here? Raiders. I believe they beat the Panthers and Saints, right? The Panthers, yes. Wrong. Was the it Panthers, the Panthers? Yes, the Panthers, a crappy, another crappy team. And, and by the way, the Raiders gave up 30 points. So the Raiders, <laughs> here's just some of their ranks here. So on overall, the Raiders are 23rd in overall PFF grade. On wow. offense, on offense, they are 18th. And I know they're, I think they're down there in yards per play too. I think I tweeted out the stats yesterday. The Patriots, I think, kind of crush them in net yards per play. And when I did the calculations, because for me, every 0.25, every 0.25 yards per play equals uh, one point on the Vegas line. The Patriots are favored by six right now, I think, and it's exactly six. Their yard per net yards per play difference. I know too much thinking for everyone else. I'm sorry, but their passing, their passing is their passing grade is 20th. Uh, their pass blocking grade, Trent Brown. We can talk about him. Uh, we love him very much, but he's been kind of fighting really odd just not stuff he did with the Patriots with uh Raiders fans who also I think they they're been known to get into fights with their offensive linemen and their pass blocking right now without Trent Brown is 65-7 Trent Brown didn't practice yesterday we'll see if he practiced today I know um their Raiders tight end Waller is that his name Whaler Waller I never I know how you're correct. Waller? Waller. very good player I very, think he had over a thousand yards last year very good player he didn't play he didn't. He didn't practice yesterday. He was out, and and if you see Julian Edelman out on Wednesday, I know you're really concerned. So Darren Waller didn't play as well. Their receiving grade, top ten, number seven. Their run grade isn't great either. Run block grade, surprisingly, isn't great either. Their defense grade, you'll be happy to hear this, is six worse in the NFL. Their run defense is. 11th worst in the NFL. Their tackling defense is third worst in the NFL. Their pass rush isn't good. Their coverage isn't good. Uh, overall, I just think John Gruden's doing a really good job of coaching the offense up. And we can start to look at individually the Las Vegas Raiders and how they kind of match up with the Patriots and, and things like that. So on offense, I think the, the, the Raiders have a couple they have a couple nice players. We talk about Waller and a lot of people like Josh Jacobs. 
And then they have Nelson Aguilar and Richie Incognito hasn't been playing either. They have Zay Jones, former Bills wide receiver. The Patriots know Hunter Renfro. So they, they have a kind of a bunch of shifty kind of guys that John Jones and J-Mac and those kind of guys will match up with. I, I'm not really sure who you pick Gilmore or J.C. Jackson. Maybe just play sides and you let Jawan Williams take Waller if he plays. Henry Ruggs, you know, I don't know. They've got Ruggs and Renfro. Maybe you put J-Mac on Renfro cause, just because he's not as athletic and you put – you put John Jones with help on rugs, maybe. I don't know, but give him Tyreek Hill treatment. Going to this game, you probably want to take out Waller, but if he doesn't play, you probably want to take out rugs. What do you think, LB, about the game overall, your overall Raiders thoughts? I love all the stuff you just told me. I do. I love it all because it makes me just feel like they might be a fraudulent 2 0, right? But on the flip side, what I love is that they are 2 0. It kind of ratchets up some of the intensity going on right now in New England because you know that the, everything you just said, you just know Bill Belichick is throwing that all out the window, right? And he's just saying, nope, they're a 2 0 football team. We're 1 1. They have a better record than us. We cannot lose two straight. This year is unlike other years, too, I would say, you know, where they're, they're battling the division. It's not going to be what it used to be, right? I think we both agree that Bills are a very good football team. Um, this is a this is a huge game for the Patriots. You know, it, I love the fact that they're two and zero and that they're not a, really a, a good two and zero. If that makes sense, you know, because Patriots can really gain some confidence here. Come out, and I I don't want to just see a win. I was satisfied with just getting a win versus Miami. I was even satisfied with a close loss to Seattle. But this week, I feel like is a borderline must win, right? Because here's what happens: you lose this football game, now you're headed to Kansas City, probably the best team in football, right? You lose this game to a 2-0 football team. Now the Raiders are sitting there 3-0. You're looking at 1-2. and two. You know, let's say the Bills get off to win another football. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you Google it if you have a chance, but I'm not sure who the Bills play this week. But <clears throat> you could be looking at the Bills sitting at 3-0 and or even 2-1. and one. And, and I think every game is going to be so much more important this year where you can't dink around in that first month like you could in years past. You also don't have Tom Brady here anymore. So what are things going to look like after you lose a football game post-Tom Brady? Right. It's a different thing. It's a different team. Brand new team. This is not um, to just say, well, they usually play really well after losses. Historically, that is true. But this is a brand new football team. Brand new leadership. Uh, No more Dante Hightower. No more Patrick Chung. No more Tom Brady. No more Rob Gronkowski. You know, this is a brand new football team. It is a brand new culture. And I would I have I want to see them kick this team's ass. I really do. I don't want to see a, I'll take, look, I'll take any victory. Right. I, I, and I'll be satisfied and I'll be happy after the win, but I'd be very satisfied to see them win like a 35 to 21 football game or or something like that. Win by 10 points and just be assert the fact that you're for real and that this football team is two and oh, but you're better than them. Despite the ranks, despite everything, this is a two and oh football team coming into your house. You just lost a football game. Let's see what you're made of. This is a whole new culture, whole new football team. What are you made of? Because this isn't this isn't years past. We had Tom Brady there, and we already kind of knew what they were made of, right? We know that, yeah, they might be two and two, or they might be two and three, or they might be one and you know, what are you made of now? That I, that's how I really look at this game. It goes beyond rankings, and it goes beyond matchups. And um, the fact is, Oakland is a two and zero football team. 
coming off a nice win over the Saints. And I think, you know, the Saints are they're a good program. They're a good football team. Drew Brees is not the same quarterback anymore. They were missing Michael Thomas, but they're a consistently solid football team, and they took care of them pretty well. So now they're coming into your building. Let's see what you're made of. I'm really excited about this. I want to see what this new look Patriots, this new era Patriots, this Cam Newton-led Patriots, I want to see what they look like. I want to see how much balls they have. I want to see if they come out just guns blazing, ready to kick your ass. You're a 2 football team in our building. We're better than you, and we're going to kick your ass, and we're going to show you that we're still that same football team that we've always been for the past 20 years. Tom Brady's gone, but we're the same program. We're still going to come out. We're going to battle after a loss, and we're going to go into Kansas, Kansas City flying high, 2-1, and one, and we're going to take our chances at 3-1. At, at and one. You lose this football game. You're looking at you could you could damn well be looking at a one and three football team if you don't take care of business Sunday. You cannot fall asleep at the wheel on this one. You need to come out and kick ass. And, and a close football game, a close win, that would be great. I really want to see them play well. I want to see, I want to see this football team play well. I know I just kind of went off longer than I usually. I just really want to see a, a kick-ass football game versus a two-and-0 football team. And you go into Kansas City flying high, you lose this football team. You lose this football game. Now you're going to Kansas City. Do you really want to be in a 1-3 hole? I do not think so. Not this year. Not with the division. Not with how Josh Allen and the Bills look. LB, I'm sorry. My mic was on mute because I was literally pumping my fist around the house while you were hyping the Patriots up and actually went into my closet and took out my old football helmet and started just hitting myself in the head with it like Owen Schmidt did that one time on the sideline. I mean, you just really were preaching to the choir over there. I hope the Patriots listen. I know a few of them listen, but I hope they listen to what you just said because I love it. Another thing I love about it, you know, the defense, a lot of hype last year. They came, they come back, defensive play of the year. Um, you know, last week they played Russell Wilson, but the first week they didn't play that great either. So I'm looking for the defense this week. Got my eyes on them. Stephon Gilmore, those guys like that. Guys that I, I'm pretty sure will play better, but need to play better. And the Patriots need to get right on defense in this game. The, the Raiders, they're not a bad offensive team. Their ranks aren't great, but John Gruden has been pretty smart with the things he does. And they're sometimes good at things and Henry Rugg is really fast. They've got some good players. And if you let Derek Carr just dink and dunk all game, he loves it. Under pressure, Derek Carr, very bad. 40-some PFF grade, really bad when you blitz him. So I think what the Patriots need to do this week, LB, and you know, I think some people wanted to fight me on Twitter over, this, uh, over the week, but I know Kyle Duggar is a rookie. I know Josh Uche. Uh, sorry, Josh, if I say your name wrong, is a rookie. But I've, I've watched Juwan Bentley for a couple years now. And sure, he's a leader, he's a team captain, but you know what? So was Alandon Roberts. The only people that I respected Alandon Roberts around here was LBI, and that's really about it. And so I don't understand. I just, in this game, you need blitzing, you need to get, put the pressure on Derek Carr, and you need to have a great, they just need to have an overall great game. And, and why not take some snaps away from Jawan Bentley? He might be a team captain, good for him. And give Kyle Duggar, who can, has shown, he is strong enough. He is fast enough. He can cover. He can rush the passer. He's very good at blitzing in a similar way that Jamie Collins was inside. Why not just put give more snaps to Duggar and, and Uche and just let Bentley ride the pine a little bit and see what happens? It's a it's a you know, the Raiders 
I just think they match up well and just put some speed up out there. And and for what it's worth, Bentley was absolutely, he's been really bad against the run. And last week he was really bad against the run. And he's not very explosive. I mean, LB, no, he is not. And LB and I have talked about it. When he takes on blocks, you know, Hightower can get lazy sometimes. But Hightower also will punish guards and centers and take on blocks. And Bentley just really, he's just not that powerful in my opinion. Maybe he's... Maybe he just starts balling out. But I think you should probably think about giving some of these snaps to these rookie guys and just see just see what happens because Duggar, Kyle Duggar is going to be a very good player. I think a lot of people say that. And Uche has a chance to be a good player. And these are both very athletic guys that can rush a passer and blitz. And this is a game where you got to just blitz Derek Carr and let your secondary get some turnovers and get some sacks. And I think they'll do it, and it'll be a get-right game for the Patriots defense. We pray I'll be. Well, uh, dude, I love what you just said, Bryson, because Duggar was fantastic in camp. Everybody raved about Duggar. I was a little surprised we didn't see more of him week one. And we saw the footage, some of these plays, man, where he is just smacking guards, which I love, man. Landon Roberts was not a great football player, but he would provide that role for you where he would smack a guard in the face. And you know what? Hightower, he was getting bullied a little bit at the end of last year where guards were kind of taking him out. But I'll tell you, as somebody who played, there are coaches that would be praising you for that. Like, yeah, you got blown up, but you you took the guard out of the play. He's not blocking anybody else now. He's not going downfield to the next level. He's he's stuck to you. There's value in that. Bentley's not even doing that. I watched him. He be, he, he became impossible not to watch. It was like watching uh, Britney Spears come back all those years ago when she came back on M- MTV and she was dancing around. It was just horrible to watch, but you couldn't change the channel. I was watching Bentley, and I mean – He's not even hitting guards, man. He's not hitting tackles. He's not hitting anybody. And then he's chasing after them to no avail because he's very slow. We could be totally wrong. Maybe the Patriots know something we don't. They usually do, right? Patriots usually know more than anybody else. And they couldn't have been watching that, though, thinking, hey, more of this Bentley. I didn't see anything from Bentley where I said, more of that, man. You know, more of that, Bentley. More of that. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen much of anything. At least with Roberts, you would see plays sometimes, you know. I haven't seen any of that from Bentley. I'm not, you know, maybe he's still banged up. Maybe he's still hurting. Obviously, he's a great leader, right, to be a team captain. He's in his third year now. And uh, his his rookie year, he had that nice interception versus Detroit, but he got hurt. He he ends up missing the rest of the year. Um, Last year, he was stuck behind four linebackers. All four linebackers, those four guys ahead of him, they're all gone. Roberts, Van Noy. Hightower, Collins, who I love that you mentioned Collins because it brings me to Duggar. Get Duggar on the field. He looked, he, he was a standout at camp. We see him on the field. He plays like a guy who, who read every tweet. He read all the tweets. Belichick can't draft. He just took a division two, two safety in the second round. He plays like a guy who read all those tweets, and he plays like a guy who played division two football because he plays like a guy who wants to always let you know, I belong here. Not only do I belong here, I'm better than everybody else around me. And I get that. You know, he is not the size of a Bentley. Sure, he's not as big. He plays bigger. He's hitting people, man. I love, you know how excited I get when somebody smacks a guard. I love it. And he was just, he's got that, he's got so much power coming from his legs. He must have a great ass. He must. He must. We need some some Kyle Duggar uh, ass shots. That guy (laughs) has power. He has power, man. I mean, He's smacking into guards that must outweigh him by 60, 70 pounds, and, he, and he's smacking them back. And this kid needs to play. He plays with a lot of power. He has great leverage. We know he has ball skills. Maybe that was just Jarrett Stidham. 
you know, throwing to him all camp, favorite wide receiver or something. I don't know. But he was making plays in camp on the football. He's already shown that he will hit people. He will. He's, he's trying to go out there and set a tone. Dante Hightower, he used to go out there and set the tone, right? Early on, you, you see him that Rams Super Bowl. He's smacking guards. He's tossing them around. He's setting the tone early on in that football game. I'm here. I might not make the tackle, but I'm going to smack you in the mouth. That's how Duggar was playing the other night, and he deserves more snaps, man. Get this kid on the field. I know you mentioned Phillips, too. You got a tweet about Phillips. I'll tell you, you know, he is, is he really worse? <laughs> Bentley's not doing anything. I mean, he's not doing anything. He's not. If your run-stuffing linebacker is terrible against the run, then what do we got? I'll tell you what we have. Not a Landon Roberts. <laughs> Which makes me weep. Makes me weep a lot, LB. But you know what? I've talked to some people that know Kyle Duggar very well, actually, because they went to the school. Said he's a great guy, very polite, nice young man, works very hard. And every They said everyone, everyone is happy to see Kyle Duggar succeed because he's just such a great guy, which you actually love to hear. So let's get these rookies on the field. We're talking about on the pod. You know, it's going to be hard, especially on offense, to get these rookies. I, I think by the bye week or maybe after, they'll start sprinkling them in a little bit more, but maybe not. But I think this is going to be a tough year for rookies. But take the risk. Guys like Devin McCourty have already called Kyle Duggar like really good and projected him. We all know how Belichick thinks about that. He hates that. But they said it anyway. And so a lot of these veterans guys loves Kyle Duggar and know he's good. Just play him a little bit more. Maybe you don't have to completely strip Bentley of his snaps. You know, maybe you play him, you know, just 20 snaps a game and you give those other 30 he snaps. Doesn't look, he doesn't look hungry out there. He doesn't look like a guy who's trying to earn more reps. He looks like a guy. He, so maybe you take some snaps away and you see how he plays after that. I think you're right, LB. Maybe the, this is a game where the defense can have a field day, get it right, blitz Derek Carr, figure it out. I think they will. I think they'll do that. On offense, anyway, LB, this, there's not much to talk about because the Raiders, off, the Raiders' defense is very bad. They allowed 30 points to the Panthers. They're not a very good defense. I think they allow 6.6 yards for play on defense, which is just putrid. They're really bad. They're really bad. They're really bad defense. There's not much to say. So I think Cam Newton's going to have a field day. And who knows? Maybe this is a Brian Horror game. The Patriots, I know, are, are favored by six in Vegas. And I'm not, I'm not going to make this one of my picks, but I would, I, would, I would do that and feel confident because I feel like the Patriots are just going to go over there and outcoach John Gruden. And LB, you're a little bit older than me. I mean, how has Bill Belichick done against John Gruden over the years? Boy, it's got to be pretty remember- good, right? I remember one specific football game long time ago. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard it. They, they once played a game in the snow. It was a big playoff game, the original playoff game, John Gruden. Never forget John Gruden on the sidelines, just stunned after they reversed the tuck rule, which, hey, you know what, though? Going back a little further, something I used to talk to my dad about with that. He said it was a makeup call all those years earlier. Apparently, the Patriots had a really good football team in the 80s or 70s. My dad was huge into him then. Um, he said that the Patriots got really screwed on a call in an AFC championship game, a divisional game. The, the Patriots had gotten really screwed on a call, and uh, it's F the Raiders. Uh, going back to the 80s again, Jack Tatum, he, um, he actually paralyzed the Patriots wide receiver. Daryl Stingley was his name. He's actually passed away now. Tatum has never apologized for the hit. He never said, you know, my condolences to – to Stingley when he passed, so he's kind of known. To, it's just at the Raiders for me, you know. John Gruden, really, it's a lot of his hype comes around 
he left the Raiders. They got their doors blown off um, by Drew Gruden. So after the after that that loss, the Tuck rule, the next year, two thousand two, Gruden's now with the Buccaneers. Um, they just dismantle Rich Gannon led Raiders in the in the Super Bowl. Gruden gets his first Super Bowl win. And then after that, it's been a lot of mediocrity, a lot of losing seasons, a lot of eight and eight. Um, overall, I would imagine Belichick has a good record versus him. I do know John Gruden sent his condolences to Bill Belichick and uh, James White, which I really respect. I love hearing things like that. I think the Patriots, as you said, they should outcoach the Raiders. That's number one. And just like you just said, their defense is terrible. So they should be let Cam cook, right? Let Cam Cook to this is a bad defense. Let Cam Cook. I know they want to still run the football and they want to they want to make teams respect Cam's legs. They really want to they want to run that that uh, read option. But I'll tell you, the offense looked pretty damn good when they went away from it too. So let Cam Cook this weekend. It's got to be a, a Cam Cooking day, right? Blitz Derek Carr. Let the defense go off. We haven't seen much much blitzes. Understandably, it's hard to blitz Russell Wilson, but I mean, he was tearing you apart. A little bit surprised they never tried to get pressure on him at any point the best way to get pressure on Wilson is usually just from your front four whatever and you want defensive linemen to kind of get after him because if you blitz him he's just going to run around and but they never did anything like that with with Wilson let's see if they if they turn that up a notch this week and start blitzing the hell out of Derek Carr because if, like you said the numbers speak for themselves you blitz this guy he will crap his pants yeah, maybe it is a case of the September vanilla Patriots defense, which we've seen in years past, you know, especially with Matt Patricia at the helm. But maybe they're just playing a little bit vanilla and they don't want to show their hand too too fast here. But maybe they do a little some of these things and, and they just pull it out. And I know something I talked to on the podcast Monday, LB, was that, you know, maybe after all the offensive explosion, we were wrong about our scores and we can go back to our regular scores, and let's just go ahead and pick our scores, LD. What do you think the score is going to be for this game? I'll tell you. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, I think I can start going back to that 30-point range. I do, like we talked about. They were close versus Miami. They got there last week. Um, you know, that, that all happened on first down, too, to end the game. So a little bit more time, they probably get in the end zone. If your field goal can make a kick, you're talking maybe 40 points here. This offense is capable. We've seen it. They're capable. So I'm going to say... New England, 31. Oakland, 21. I want to see a 10-point victory. Love it. Love it, LB. I'm going to take the Patriots, and this is what they're going to score, and this is what the Raiders are going to score. And you can just go ahead and take it. Record this if you want. Take it to the bank. Patriots, 35. Okay? Raiders, 17. Love it. Stephon Gilmore has a bounce-back game. Cam Newton owns, and the defense owns. And Kyle Duggar gets a couple snaps where he looks really awesome, and everyone everyone in the NFL finally comes around on Kyle Duggar being absolutely awesome. That's what I love to see. We both agree the Patriots are going to win this week. It's get-right week. One, they need to kind of win because they got a tough stretch coming up here. So all the wins really count. And I think they're just going to keep building every week, and and perhaps they trade for a, a wide receiver like we've been telling. I know I've already called, talk, called and talked to Bill a few times, but maybe they trade for a wide receiver and, and get it right here. And and the Patriots headed out for a victory. I know I'll be watching the game Sunday in my Cam Newton jersey, which I absolutely love. And and I'll be I don't know what you'll be doing, but I'm sure we'll talk shortly after the Patriots win 35 to 17. 
We are back to 3517. Exciting times. We love to hear 3517. We do, LB. I've got some I got some picks we're gonna make and I don't want to brag too much, but we went three and one. So if you actually were dumb enough to take my bets last week, went three and one. I know it should be illegal for me to bet money on the Patriots, which I don't anyway right now. I haven't bet any money this year. But it should be illegal for me to pick the spread because the spread was plus four and the Patriots lost by five, which is just how it goes and we hate it. But I've got some picks again this week, LB, that I kind of feel good about. And, and some ones, you know, you can agree or disagree. And the fans of Title Talk, you can put your money on it if you want. But uh, I'd rather you not do that because then you'll just end up hating it. Never listen to this podcast ever again. But the first bet I've got here that LB is going to love, we've got the Rams at the Bills. The Bills are favored by two and a half. I think the Rams are a better team. Bills defense looking a little suspect, and the Rams got everything to prove this year because they've given all given up all their first round picks. It seems like all the cash is on Buffalo minus two and a half, but I'm going to go against it and say Rams minus, plus two and a half, and they might win in Buffalo. Ooh, that's a good one, man. It is tough to <laughs> boy, that is a good one. You know what? I'm going to go with you because I can't stand the Bills. I can't stand them. Can't stand the Bills. Their fans used to have those signs about Brady. They were very disrespectful, and I didn't appreciate those those signs. And it's just always screw the Bills, go Rams, man. I am a big Sean McVay fan this weekend. I am a big Jared Goff guy. Gotta love Jared Goff. Yeah, go with the Rams. I mean, I personally, I personally wouldn't put money on it because. I, I think the Bills are playing – I know, like you said, their defense has actually really kind of not lived up to the hype so far. Uh, Josh Allen's playing at a high level. But I'll tell you, let's go with it. Let's, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the Rams just because I'm, I want the Bills to lose so bad and I can't stand the Bills. So I'm going to be a homer here and just go with you. Take the Rams, baby. Jared Goff, Sean McVay, he knows every single player on their roster. He knows every single player college that on the practice squad, what college they went to and what round they were drafted. And, of course, Sean McVay, the GOAT. <laughs> Love it. So we've got agreement there from LB Outdoors. And next we've got Packers at Saints. A lot. Of, it looks like all, of, all the smart money's on the Packers are the Packers here. The Saints are favored by three. I know it is in New Orleans, but I'm going to take the Packers in the points. I think they're a better team. Home field advantage isn't much of anything anymore. I know the Saints just got embarrassed on Monday Night Football, which makes me a little hesitant, but I'm just going to go ahead and take the Packers because I think the Saints are kind of showing us who they are. Boy, that's a tough one, only because I do respect the Saints program so much. But I have to go with my brain when you fir- when you when you said the matchup the first thing i thought was i, I picked the packers um it's i know i know i can be difficult to i'm sure it can be difficult to bet against the saints because you know at one and one they're in a they're in a division now where the buccaneers are, are a much improved football team the buccaneers probably going to start two and one here they go to denver this week who um, brady hasn't had a great career in denver but things are different they're all banged up they're their quarterback is jeff driscoll so the buccaneers probably start two and one and this is a huge game for the saints i don't know if they want to fall in a one-two hole but when you first said it man i thought packers you got to take the packers here they just look like the better football team aaron Rodgers is playing at such a high level right now i know uh, our good friend nick packers 12 likes to say it's single Rodgers because you know he broke up with um Danica Patrick over the offseason. He's played lights out ever since. So I think a smart man has to take the Packers here. No disrespect to the Saints. A lot of respect for their program and all that. But I think they're going to be looking up the Buccaneers in the division reel here in about a week. 
Uh, we love to hear that agreement from LB. And, you know, for a while there, we all hated Giselle because Brady didn't have any rings with Giselle. But, it, you know, eventually he won some rings there. But next game here we got He is, got a few. He got a few, just a, just a couple. Next game here, a fun game, Monday night, September 28th. We've got Chiefs at Ravens. And the last three times, and maybe more, the Chiefs have beaten the Ravens. Baltimore is actually favored by three and a half, which is probably too much points for me. The Chiefs beat him last year. I'm just going to go ahead and take the points of Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, even though it is in, in Baltimore. Three and a half, too much for me. So I'm plus three and a half, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Got to take the Chiefs. They look like a really good football team right now. Again, it's a tough bet because the Ravens are such a good football team, really well coached, even though their coach is a total crybaby loser that I can't stand, John Harbaugh. We don't love him. Not a friend of the program. He actually had some disparaging words about me in the past, unfortunately. So I'll never forgive him, and I'll never pick the Ravens to win a football game because of it. The, the Chiefs are going to start 3-0, and but then they got the Patriots coming into their building. They can start 3-0. and That's fine because they're going to lose in week four, baby. But, you yeah, take the, uh, take the Chiefs and the points. I'm with you on this one. As much as I respect the Ravens, take the Chiefs and the points. Love it. Two bonus picks here. These are ones I don't feel so good about, but better than the rest of them. Cardinals minus six in Arizona against the Lions. Matty P is one of the coaches favored to be fi- fired first here. And you know, maybe the team's giving up on Matty P a little bit, which we love to see because we both don't like Matty P. So that's one pick there. And the next one real quick is, you know, I've already said before this, I should beat um, this band, band actually, from taking anything Patriots, but Patriots minus six too. I'm going to take that. Yeah, you got to like the Patriots at minus six. And I really like the Cardinals. I could see the Cardinals winning that game by 20. So, yeah, I, I think the Lions are just done. I don't think they respect their football coach. I think Kyler Murray looks like the real deal. Cliff Kingsbury's doing an excellent job down there in Arizona. So, you got to take Arizona. So, it, it basically, it's saying Arizona six points, they'll win by six. That's basically the deal, right? Yep. That's right. Yep. So you got to take the Cardinals there. Got to take the Cardinals there. Obviously, it wouldn't matter because it was minus six. I'd still be, you know, whatever, plus six. And I'm with you on the Patriots, too. I see a 10 point victory here. Or maybe that's just my heart saying it. But I, I think with all the numbers you threw out today, it's hard to think the Patriots won't win this football game. But at the same time, I want to I want to see the Patriots come out balls to the wall, ready to kick some ass of a 2-0 and football team. A lot on the line here, of course, with the division. So, yeah, I like the Patriots and the points, and I really am a fan of the Cardinals, man. I love Kyler Murray. I loved him at Oklahoma. Of course, the first overall pick immediately uh, played last year and looked excellent as a rookie. This kid's the real deal. I think he's going to – I think he's going to – he might be – Kyler Murray might be the end of the Matt Patricia era. That would be great, and we'd win some pretend money too as well because we didn't bet on this game. The last thing we got LB is Jim Corner. We did LB Outdoors Corner, which we love, and probably even more. But I got two things. I've got two things here because I'm in a I'm in a gym with in a kind of a bigger city, so there's there's kind of a, lo- a little more stories here. So two things I've got I've got some issues with. Maybe you guys can agree here. Maybe LB will agree. So. I've been, you know, running on the treadmill, trying to get in shape. I know my resting heart rate is the lowest it's been in a while. I think it's, you know, at the lowest during the day, sometimes it gets to 42. You know, on average, it's around 48 or something. So, I, you know, I had a good day running a couple miles on the treadmill yesterday and just getting along and focusing, taking some pointers from our boy, Nick Kaufman. And I see this guy. I've got my mask on. I'm running. It's not easy. You know, I do it. You know, it's not that hard either. But once you start sucking air, the wind at the end of your run, it, 
you really start to notice it. That's when you really kind of notice because you're sucking the math mask in your mouth, actually. And so that's when I kind of have, have to stop. So I look over and there's this guy, you know, no mask on. He's at one of the machines and lifting and I'm in, I'm just running. I'm like, man, I kind of want to tell on this guy. <laughs> this guy's a jerk. And maybe I'm wrong, LB. Maybe I should have said something, but I didn't. I left and, and just didn't say anything. But you know what? If you're if you're at a gym where they require masks and you have someone like me wearing a mask, you have older population wearing masks and lifting and you're just not wearing a mask, I'm sorry, but you're a jerk. Yeah, you're not special. I mean, nobody wants to be wearing them. I get it. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to be wearing it. But you know what? You do it anyways. You do it out of respect for your fellow man. And I mean, look, I, 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 if you're anything like me, going to the gym is always the greatest thing. But one of the worst things is sweaty dudes all over a machine. And the way things are, everybody's super, you know, trying to be clean, wash your hands, social distance, all that stuff. This guy's not wearing a mask. He's sweating all over everything. I'm sure just a disgusting slob. And, you know, why do you want to go work out anywhere in the vicinity after this guy? You know, he wasn't even wearing a mask. I mean, ugh. even even pre-corona, you're not trying to be around this guy, it sounds like. Now you got this guy. He's just, yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that is not cool. You know, I, I get it. It sucks to wear a mask. I, I don't think anybody enjoys it. I mean, who wants to go out? I've always said it would be funny. I want to do a skit where you go to like the grocery store. The gym would be even a great place. And you see this girl and she looks great and she's wearing her mask, right? And she looks beautiful. And, and you, you agree to see her, you know, sometime you go on a date. Then you go on that date and you see her without the mask and she's just got like mangled teeth and like, her nose is less just like all messed up and like she's actually just like super just bogus. I don't know. That to me would be a funny skit to see on like, I don't know, maybe Saturday Night Live will cover that one or something. But I just it, it's a stupid idea in my head that I think would be funny. Like you think she's beautiful and great and then you see her without the mask. and You're just like, oh, oh, my God. What, did I, what have I done? You know, <laughs> and me, I'd still just be like, all right, well, you know, I'm already here. So I <laughs> guess we'll do this, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> you know, like she's got like teeth coming out of her gums and just gross, you know. No disrespect to the woman of the pod who might be listening with uh busted teeth. I still love you. <laughs> You're exactly right. That's a good point, Obi. Maybe we should do that sometime here in Title Talk. The other thing I actually have a little a little another gym story. And funny that you mentioned girls because you know, me, I'm very low key in the gym. I don't even wear cut really wear cutoffs. I don't like I don't like people looking at me. I don't like looking at other people. I just want to go to the gym. And sometimes if, if the gym's too crowded, I won't even lift. I don't even bother because I don't like going around people. I just, I'll just go for a run and just leave and just live the next day to lift. And, and a lot of guys really aren't like that. But so lately there's been this girl at my gym and let's be honest, she's a really attractive girl and everyone knows it. You know, we all know this girl at the gym. There's no doubt a girl at your gym just like this. She's very attractive and um, just kind of wants everyone to know, which, you know, good for you. You're very confident. I understand. That's awesome. So she's in front of the dumbbells. I'm running. And the dumbbells are like the center of the gym, like the, the sun and the earth, like orbit around the whatever you want to call this <laughs> this gym we have. Like it's the mid, at the dumbbell station is where everyone just goes to like lift and guys like to look at themselves. I know I do too sometimes, but but this girl, you know, she's jump roping in front of the dumbbells right in front of the mirror and uh yeah i just i'm just not a fan how about jump rope somewhere else and i mean we all get that you're attractive and you want everyone to know this but how about just going to the corner where i don't have to like worry about risking my life because you're going to pelt me in the face with a jump rope 
and grabbing a dumbbell. Cause you, can you imagine if you're just like some regular guy who's not really lifting, you see this really very attractive girl just jumping rope all over your dumbbells and stuff. Like I just, I just want to grab the twenties and do something. Like, can you just like walk away in a corner somewhere where I know no one's going to see you and you can't like take pictures for Instagram in the corner with no mirror. And it's kind of rough that way, but maybe you should just think about other people just like that other guy without the mask. Maybe we should just, maybe I'm wrong again. I don't know. I don't know what LB thinks. Maybe I'm wrong for criticizing this girl. I just said she was attractive and everyone knows it, but how about be a little bit respectful to the rest of us gym goers? Because, you know, if I want to curl, I've got to get hit in the face with a jump rope multiple times and, or have to interact with the Instagram, Instagram story, uh, fiend <laughs> Instagram story merchant over here every day in the gym taking pictures of herself. But you know what? Just get out of the mirror. Just get in the corner and be by yourself for a while. Maybe take some time to reflect on things that don't involve your Instagram story. So what you're saying is she needs to go to the gym corner. She actually needs to go to the corner in the gym. This <laughs> the is gym, gym corner, and she needs to be in the actual she gym, needs to be corner. In the gym corner. Yeah, yeah I get does. it. I'm with you. And look, let's be honest. I mean, she's in front of the mirror, and who knows how much bouncing around's going on with those, with those, with that jump rope and. You know, you're just trying to do curls. You're like, hey, <laughs> my name's Ryan, but uh, they call me LB on Twitter. <laughs> Looks like you're getting a good jump rope. <laughs> Looks like you're really breaking out a sweat there on that jump rope, huh? And, like, there's probably, like, I'm picturing, like, four dudes just, like, standing there, just, like, with their mouths open, like, yeah, look at her jump rope. She's so good at it. I might take up jump roping. Tomorrow you're going to be jump roping, too. Like, you're going to talk to her for one second, and you're going to be like, you know what? Jump roping in front of the mirror here is like the coolest thing ever. This is the best. Everybody, everybody's gonna start jump roping. That is unusual though. To like, because I'm picturing the spot in the gyms I've been to where you know there's like that peak area where there's just a lot of activity, and now I'm picturing this super attractive female just jump roping there, and it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I we get it, you're hot and everything, and you know you can jump rope. Good for you. You can jump rope. Good for you. That's really cool that you can jump rope. Thank you for showing everybody that you're, you have such good hand-eye coordination. As if, you know, you weren't already hot already. Now we have to know that you have the best hand-eye coordination in the gym doing 400 consecutive jump ropes. Yeah, man, that would be annoying as hell. I mean, what the hell? Why are you going to do it here? I'm not trying to get whapped in the face with that thing. I'm just trying to do some curls, get my biceps bigger, and go home to my girlfriend, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to wear... I don't want to wear a helmet to the gym. I mean, I really don't. I, want to, I don't want to wear a helmet to the gym. And I, I'll, let's be fair here. We're, we'll criticize the, the gym bros that look stupid. I mean, I don't like when guys are like face and, to face in the mirror and, and are grunting and screaming and stuff. I mean, I don't like – I'm just, I'm just a little bit conservative this way. This one of the old, I'm just a little bit – you know, I'm not going to be yelling in front of the, in front of the mirrors. And you know, I just want to keep it low-key and – and there are some people in the gym that you might scare off away. How about we just like respect each other in the gym here? That's why the gym corner is here, so we can educate other people. Because it really annoys me, LB. As like an, I'm in, like as a gym scientist, I just sit back and just I just shake my head at all these people. So maybe it is a new problem. No mask guy. No, no mask, mask guy, guy and jump no. girl. <laughs> jump rope girl. No mask guy and uh, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty weird. Pot, I, I have a feeling you're not going to be going, allowed to go back anyways. You might not have to worry about the attractive girl on the jump rope. She hears this podcast. You're not allowed at that gym anymore, anyways. <laughs> well, the good thing she knows, like she has actually noticed this girl and pointed her out. 
and she is just like me, understands everything, the situation. And I'm just really glad that she agrees, but you know, I, she, she, but she knows how I feel. So maybe she won't be too mad at me, but maybe she will. I don't know. Who knows? You, sometimes you got to spice it up and get into a little bit of fight, you know, maybe she's, I don't know. Maybe I got to start a fight. I don't know, babe. I'm really a fan of where she jumps rope. She's the best at it. And I don't know. I, her, her specific location where she does it and I'm up here on the treadmill, it's just perfect. So. Actually, LB, I'm a big fan. I've got I've got one more, and you know what? I think a lot of people like Jim Corner, and um, if you don't like it, you've already stopped listening because I know a lot of you have said you like Jim Corner. I've got one more, and now I just want to say, if you have a girlfriend and you go to the gym, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm I'm not a crazy power lifter. And I can do regular workouts. I can work out anywhere and I can do push-ups. I mean, it's sometimes simple is better for me. I'll do whatever, whatever. I'm very flexible. It would be impossible for me to get a good workout with my girlfriend in the gym while hovering over her and us doing the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if oh you're if, if you're a guy in the gym and your girlfriend goes to the gym with you, how about let her do her own thing? And just trust her and not hover hover over her because then you look uh, insecure, weird, and you're also not getting a good workout. So all of those things are very bad, all because you want to hover <laughs> over your girlfriend and make sure that no guy looks at her sideways or guys knows that she has a boyfriend. And you can just claim your territory on this girl that you've brought to the gym with you. How about you know, just say, hey, babe, you know, I'll when you're done, let's just meet up afterwards. And, and if you need help with something, let me know and I'll help you. And just let her go. Let's let her go. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Stop hovering over the girls. And and you know, I mean, let's be like you said. You you look very weird. You know, nobody likes the fitness couple. So don't be the fitness couple that goes to the gym together. And because I got a feeling, if if jump rope girls comes comes to the gym with her uh, boyfriend, it'll oh be the God. last time. <laughs> oh, please don't even speak this into existence. <laughs> I'm, gonna, like I'm just going to walk up and cancel. Yes, yeah, sir. It'll be $300. Can't, yeah, whatever it takes. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, get this guy out of here. He'll do, can you imagine those two just jumping rope in front of, like, just taking up the entire area? Like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're here to jump rope. It's like, really? You can't do that outside? <laughs> you can't go do that? Like, like, you can't just do that at home. You had to come here to jump rope. You can do that in your driveway. But, yeah, please do it here. Oh, my God. Dude, gym couples are just the worst. And, like like you said they're like and the guy is like always wicked insecure and like he's looking around like oh she's bending over i just gotta make sure nobody's looking or like they got like or like she's doing squats and he's like real close he's like yeah i'm just i'm just spotting her i'm just spotting my girl and it's like dude yeah, yeah that's that's we know what you're doing buddy all right you're not fooling me spotting your girlfriend we know what you're doing like you said, you know, it's like, I got to claim my territory. Hey, everybody see my girlfriend in her yoga pants. She looks good, right? You can, you can, you can look, but you can't touch. But I also don't want you to look, even though I'm putting this on TikTok. <laughs> you know, like, like, what are you doing? Oh, man. Yeah. Shoot those people into the sun. Into the sun, straight into the sun. I know their world revolves around that little spot. Every spot they're standing on, but we got to shoot them into the sun. LB is a great podcast. It's pretty for a Pat's win, and thanks for everyone for listening. And if you're listening, just give us a retweet, give us a like, show us, you know, show our pod to one of your friends. I know the people that that listen to our pod actually like the pod, and I'm I'm LB and I are biased, but we we say it's the best Patriots podcast there is. You know, we both got suspended, so we're looking to expand our audience a little more. The numbers are still kind of good, but. 
you know, when AB gets suspended and we get 700 to 1,000 listens per episode, you know, we're trying to get back to that spot here. So tell your friends about us, retweet us, comment, you know, post the WB and, and Bryson owning gif underneath of this. We'd just love to see that and the Patriots win and it makes it so much better. And hopefully the Patriots make a move soon that LB and I can come on here and we can give you an emergency podcast. LB, thank you, LB, for coming on here. What's your What's your Patriots uh, Twitter handle, LB? I am at Cam Gronk-Nandez. I, of course, I used to be Ban Gronk-Nandez, which stemmed from the when uh, Rob Gronkowski took the cheap shot on on uh, Trey White. So people were saying Ban Gronk. And I said, yeah, it's, yeah he was Gronk's a murderer. Yeah, so, you know, I called him Gronk-Nandez. So that's where that all kind of started. And then I figured, you know what? I'll keep the Gronk-Nandez this time around. I'll throw Cam in there because we love Cam Newton. And like you said, appreciate every single listen that we get. You know, anybody that one listen truthfully makes it worth it. Um, I, I think Bryce would agree. We really do this for fun. It's a great experience. I love talking football with Bryson. Um, you know, it's fun to just get on here, talk some football for a while. Every listen, every like, every retweet is appreciated. You guys are the best for tuning in. And we love you guys. WB and Ricin. We're Ricin. Love it, LB. Thanks for coming on the pod, buddy. Go Pats and thirty-five seventeen. Go Patriots, do your job, LFG. LFG. Mm-hmm.